Hi, Bill. Good morning, afternoon, evening. Yeah, it depends what time depends what time these folks are listening, right? Yeah. And watching. Exactly. Hope you guys are well. Hope you've been enjoying the the do some good uh, interviews that we've had out thus far. We're excited this year to be to be doing that a second time. So last year, so this is our fourth year we've done the do some good publication. This is the second time that we've interviewed the organizations that are involved in the publication. Is that, is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. And so every year I feel like we keep, we add, I feel like a new layer or a new, a new thing to this project as it keeps growing and, um, and gaining a life of its own. But so hang out, watch this intro, and then we're going to tell you who we have on with us today. So we are super excited to have on Diane from Family Promise today. And one of the reasons why I'm super excited about this is because she is going to be addressing one of the bigger issues that I think well, Mobile has in general, but I think cities across the United States and probably globally uh, deal with every day. Do you know what that issue is? Homelessness? What? Is it? Did I guess I mean, right? You did. Did I guess right? Yes, okay. you did. And so nice. we are going to uh, peel back the onion layers of what Family Promise does. So I'm super excited to have Diane on. Let's bring her on, Miss Diane. Hey, Miss Diane, how are you? Hey. Good. How are you? Doing well. It's very nice to see you. Thank you for taking your time to, to hang out with us and talk about your organization. We appreciate you being here. Oh, it's good to see you too. I'm very happy to be here. Awesome. So one of the ways that we like to open the door on organizations telling about themselves is, is if you were to be walking around, say it's Mardi Gras downtown, taking a stroll, and you were to come up to a stranger on the street and they asked you what you do, and you would say blank. This is, yeah. Yeah. I would say, well, I work for an organization that helps provide housing solutions for families with children who have hit a housing crisis. Oh, wow. In a nutshell, that is what Family Promise does. We have several different ways of doing that, but that is what we do. We want to provide a solution for an emergency housing situation. Yeah, see, and and you would you would interest me there on the street and I would say tell me more. Like what does a housing crisis mean? Like how do you how do you define that and like what does that mean? And um Yeah, well, housing crises, first of all, I just want to say they happen for all kinds of reasons. Mm-hmm. People fall into um, financial situations where they can't keep up with their rent or their mortgage and they're evicted or foreclosed on. Mm-hmm. People lose their jobs, people become ill. Um, people break up, you know, families fall apart sometimes. So people fall into a situation where they don't have a fixed nighttime residence of their own for any number of reasons. And that is what we define as a housing crisis. So it kind of looks like staying in a hotel, staying with family, kind of bouncing around, um, even sleeping in your car. I meet people, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. on a pretty regular basis who sleep in the car, Yep, which is not meant to be slept in. You know, exactly. Yeah. How, like, 
how often is this and like how how common is this problem for people that maybe don't have a perception of it and they don't really see that type of stuff like is it more common than we think it is or i would or say yes brooks it's more common than you think it is i would say that you probably don't realize it, but you've probably been to school with, worked alongside, been been served by someone at a place of business who is probably experiencing homelessness at that moment and you just never knew it. Yeah. There are about maybe 100, 150 individuals and families who are experiencing homelessness in Mobile and Baldwin County on any given night. Wow. Yeah, that is, is, you know, yeah. there could be more. Yeah. Right. That's I guess that's who you you guys have found or who has reached out to you saying, hey, I'm in the situation. Um, I'm in need of some help. Right. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And, oh, re- repeat that real quick. Those we've been able to count. But we can say just, you know, common sense that there are people who are experiencing homelessness that we haven't been able to count on that same night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so how do folks come to be connected with you and your organization and how are you able to provide help to them? Like, how does that, how does that piece work? Well, people are resourceful and I think just about everyone knows in this day and age that if you don't have a phone, you really need to get to a phone. Right. And so yeah. People do a search and they find us online. They hit us okay. up on our social media Sometimes they refer to us by our partners in the community, like Housing First or maybe another shelter that doesn't have room, something like that. So homelessness is happening, whether it's rain or shine or hurricane or snowing. It doesn't matter what the conditions are. It's Monday through Monday, um, Sunday through Sunday. It's an issue that um, you guys are seeing every single day. And so as far as the places that you are able to provide these families or individuals, um, talk to us a little bit about how y'all organize the the locations that they are able to go to. Yeah, definitely. Let me start by telling you maybe about a program that a lot of people don't know that we have, and that is transitional housing inside of these affordable housing units. So we have three of those. Yeah, we have three units where we house families. And the good thing about those is one of them has three bedrooms in it. So we can house some pretty big families in there. And sometimes that's a problem with shelter stays, trying to house big families. Mm -hmm. That's one way. Another way is in our flagship program. It's called the Interfaith Hospitality Network. Now, don't get it misconstrued because our primary supporters for that program are definitely congregations all around the county, mm-hmm. but anybody can help host a family. You don't have to be a church. Ah, so, okay. yeah. so what these amazing churches have done is open their doors and provide like a makeshift sleeping space for families at night. We take uh, like rollout beds and we set up semi-private sleeping spaces for families and the volunteers at the churches provide a meal and um, some company and mm-hmm. maybe like a listening ear. <laughs> and yeah. um, families get to have a safe place where they can sleep all night and not have to worry about um, and being in a parking lot and not knowing who's coming or the temperature is going to drop and my baby's mm-hmm. going to be cold. So um, mm-hmm. that is how we do it. We do it with the help of hundreds of volunteers and <laughs> a dozen congregations all across the county. Sometimes uh, the the things that you need, I, I'm I'm assuming, and I'm reaching here, but the things that you need when you're in those positions, you need 
a good meal and you do need someone to talk to, someone just to be there to, maybe they don't understand, but just who can listen or maybe provide you with resources that you didn't even know existed. Um, so if someone, you know, you mentioned individuals um, can help with that too. So can anyone open their doors to a family or an individual who is in need of a place to sleep? And how, how would that look like? Would that be for a week at a time, a month at a time? Yeah, I was curious yeah. about that too. So um, I am glad that you brought that up because we want to expand our network. We want right. to have civic organizations who have a building that they can offer and other churches who have maybe fellowship space or Sunday school rooms open their spaces up to families too. We serve three to four families at a time and each congregation takes one week at a time. Yeah. And so families rotate between the different congregations. And then that way, um, the congregations don't get overwhelmed mm -hmm. with having to provide housing for a month or something like that, but they can do it for a week mm -hmm. and, um, and just, just to show some love to families and families can be safe where they're going. We provide um, training for all of the volunteers that we work with. So no one's going to be jumping into this blind and without any support. We're going to be right here with you. We stay on call. So if you ever have a question, you can always call one of us. Um, our families are background check. The adults in our families go through a background check. So we're not going to um, send anyone into your space that's there mm -hmm. to take advantage of you or harm you. These are folks who just have children that they want to see safely housed at night. So are the are there requirements as so say someone is in a in a tough situation for a week and they only need shelter temporarily or maybe it's a month or so they don't have to stay longer than needed and they can stay however long works yeah, they can stay them. however long they need us you can stay for a few days a week um, several months. We like to see families um, exit out of the program successfully right. within 90 days. Right. Yeah. But because we're considered sense. emergency shelter. Yeah. Yeah. So on this continuum of housing, you have emergency shelter, then you have transitional, then you have permanent housing solutions and you have um, supportive housing solutions, maybe where someone's going to be with you for five or more years. Mm -hmm. um, Got it. But we are an emergency housing solution. We want to see you get housed as quickly as possible or move into our transitional program or subsidized housing living situation. And, and the transitional housing for you guys sounds like a new like a newer thing uh, that you guys are are doing. Is that something that you're that you want to grow more or or and, and, am I wrong in saying that it's newer? It, it just sounded like that when you mentioned it earlier. Yeah, well, it was established in 2015 with just two units, and then we expanded it um, a couple of years ago with an additional unit. And we do this in partnership with the city of Mobile. Got it. Yeah, the, the, the house that we have uh, that we acquired most recently was in a neighborhood that was the, the, the neighborhood was plagued primarily by one home um, on this particular <sighs> corner where a lot of activity was happening mm -hmm. that was undesirable. Yeah. yeah. So um, once that activity was eradicated, that structure was torn down and the city with some funds from a program called home home funds, mm -hmm. they erected a beautiful home that's energy efficient and can house a big family. And in the families living there are helped by us. We, they receive case management every week 
They receive other supportive services like maybe help with transportation if they need it. If they need some additional food or clothes, we try to help with things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, connect them to community resources if someone needs counseling or medical services. And so the, that family is living a life that's in line with a healthy community. And that's better for everybody on that whole block. So, yeah, we mm-hmm. definitely want to see yeah. that expand just to help just those families in the whole city. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that sounds like such a win win, like um, that being set up. So what how what would the length of time be or what's the goal for a family to live in uh, the transitional housing? Like how how does what is the length of that program look yeah, like? Or what's can, the goal for that? Families can stay there up to two years. OK. And wow. during that time, yeah. So during that time, right, if you have some debt you need to pay off, you can. Yep. That if maybe you did have a health issue that was setting you back and you have a series of health appointments you need to make, you can do stuff like that. So that's what we love about transitional housing. Yeah. Just the amount of time it gives you to work on difficult problems. This is like very interesting. And I don't know how other cities work, but I am so excited that we have you on today to talk about this. When you think of homelessness in the area, you think of men's shelters and you think of women's shelters, but you guys are bridging the bigger issue, which is the family. Sometimes families have to split up to be able to be sheltered at night. And so you guys are being opening doors so families can stay together, which is you're keeping out a million other issues for those families by just having a place for them to all go together. Um, Cause then we do have other homeless shelters that serve other communities and people and individuals, but, um, but this is huge for the city. And I'm, I'm hoping, do you guys, you so you guys are, Family Promise of Coastal Alabama. Are there other Family Promise programs outside of the area? Yes, and you're absolutely right. Family Promise of Coastal Alabama was the first program in this county to keep families intact Mm -hmm. so that you didn't have to experience the additional trauma of being separated while you were experiencing the trauma of homelessness. And there are about 211, I believe, affiliates across the country that's awesome. Yeah. Family promises tend to spring up in areas where folks have a a family homelessness issue without the capital to build a building right at that moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what we've seen happening in affiliates across the country is that folks are not just providing emergency shelter. Our programs keep growing to provide transitional housing, diversion and prevention assistance, which I would love to see our program do more of and other things ahead of the problem. Yes. Getting ahead of the problem. That's right. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, And so I know you guys, you depend on community organizations, you depend on churches and you depend on individuals. You have this, you know, transitional home that you guys have. How can others in the community who may not be able to provide a place, how can they help? Is there, are there items that are needed or things like that? There are several ways to help. I love (laughs) talking about this because we're a very small agency and we cannot do what we do without the help of volunteers. So um, if you have space at your church that you would love to see put to good use, please contact us. Mm-hmm. If you want to volunteer in the office, please contact us. If you have um, a, a, a skill that you would like to share, for example, you might know how to do a little bit of handiwork. We don't, mm-hmm. we, you know, we don't have to know a whole lot, but a little bit of handiwork is always good. Please contact us. 
We, if you have um, if you if you have the extra money and you would like to donate, you know, we we need the money. Families need money to pay for housing deposits and utility deposits and back things that they owe. It costs money to run our day center where families come in the daytime to take showers, store their belongings and meet with our case manager. So financial donations are always welcome. Uh, material items are welcome. I, I like to look at it like this. If you go to the grocery store to buy something for your kitchen, pick up a second one for a family, a family promise. Mm-hmm. So you buy one, you give one. I love it. I love um, it. Yeah. And probably uh, the easiest way would be to share share our mission. Yep. Yeah. So, um, follow us on social media. When we post about someone moving out, share that with folks so that they know what we're doing. If we post a need, share that with your community so that folks can, if you don't have it, maybe someone else has it. Yeah, this, that, that's uh, it's really interesting. There's a number of ways that people can help if it's, uh, if it's, if they don't have time, but they want to help give some funds or something awesome, or if they don't necessarily have funds, but they want to serve in some way with time, that's, it sounds like you, you have a lot of opportunity for people to be able to help. So that's, that's great. That's awesome. And you guys have some fundraisers coming up that are um, super exciting. I know that you have one coming up in April and then you have another one coming up in the summer. And I know, so the serving you for family promise that you guys have in April, tell us a little bit about that and how the community can get involved. Well, okay. So serving you has, is, is on the back burner, actually, Mandy, okay. Okay. but something else is happening. Okay. Okay. On March 26th, that's a Saturday. That's not too far from now. March 26th yeah. at Iron Hand Brewing, a portion of every beer that they sell that day will be donated to Family Promise. Oh, cool. Love it. Yeah. How fantastic. Yes, it's at 206 State Street. And I don't know if you've ever been there, but I have been there before. And I, I it just was a warm environment. There actually were children there. There was food. There were board games to play. So it was just yeah. a real nice spot to um, to spend an evening. So join us at Iron Hand Brewing all day Saturday, March 26th. I am so glad that we are talking about this because that is huge. Now, say I owned a restaurant or a cafe or I, or I knew someone. Are you guys looking to partner with other restaurants in the area to do something similar? Always looking for community Always. partners and business partners in that way. Yeah. And folks have been so generous in the past to help us with that. You know, they don't have to do it, Mandy, but their hearts are moved by families who need them. And we appreciate every single effort that they make. That's right. So if you're out here and you you own a cafe or a restaurant or you work in one, um, this would be a great way to serve the community and raise some funds for this amazing organization. Um, now, you also have eggs with a side of jazz. Did I yeah, get that yeah, name right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like both. Tell me more. It's fine. It's fine. We, we normally have that in late summer, early spring. And we, it's just, it's just a brunch. You know, everybody likes brunch. I love yeah. brunch. So we provide a good brunch and some music. That is fantastic. And, and that's, that's it. That's the sum total of a very fun morning just to come spend a couple of hours with some friends and enjoy some good music. Absolutely. Well, let's we'll put that one on our calendar because Mandy loves a good brunch, <laughs> and she also likes me to take her out for dates sometimes. So that sounds like All a perfect. Uh, yes. That sounds like a great opportunity for me to have a, a, a win win there. So yes, cool. yeah, absolutely. Have a settled date 
I will send it to you and hopefully Please do. that day. You Please know, do. this is um, something that's huge for you guys because I know fundraising is always big for any nonprofit organization business at all the things. Um, and so the events that you guys have that you have done in the past have clearly obviously been affected by COVID um, as many organizations, fundraisers, have been. So we are hoping to get the word out for all of the things that you guys are doing, get people there. I think people are just ready. They are ready to do and give and be a part of the community again um, from being, you know, sitting in the back seat for, for the last two years. So um, definitely keep us posted on all the things that you guys got going on. Oh, we will. Thank you so much for sharing about Absolutely. what we're doing. Yeah, we, you know, we don't sell products. So but what we're offering is better than a product. We're offering a better life mm-hmm. for families. We're offering a stronger community for everyone to live in. And so we appreciate your support so much in helping us make that happen. Absolutely. Sure thing. And and there's there's something I kind of like to ask a lot of, uh, well, I guess I'm asking everyone, every organization. I was like, I, I ask a lot of people this. I'm, I'm asking everyone this. Um, and the, the the question is, is there anything that, that you don't get asked very often, but you, but you wish more people would ask you about, about the organization that you might want to share. Um, just something you don't get the opportunity to share, but you know, but we didn't cover it and you wish we would ask you. Okay. If something comes to mind, um, I'd love to hear it. And if not, no big deal. Like there's zero pressure to have an answer for this. That's okay. Yeah. Let me think for just a second. That's a very good question. I've just never been asked it before. That's my whole point. That's my whole what goal. Does. That's my whole what goal. <laughs> I do. I do have one. I do. Okay. Have one. Yes. Um, for for those folks out there with big hearts who feel moved to do something right away, I would encourage you to ask me what what it is that we could most use at that moment. Yes. Got it. We don't Got have it. a lot of storage space. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Um, We've had sometimes some wonderful donations come through that we could not house. Maybe it was clothing that was out of season or something like that. Mm -hmm. So if you give us a call and say, hey, Diane, what do your families need right now? What does your day center or your staff need right now? I'll be happy to share that with you. And you can target your efforts toward um, the best, the, the most beneficial thing. That makes that makes total sense. So like people Absolutely. people want to help, they want to do good, but sometimes uh, you know they're yeah they, they could be giving you stuff that you can't use at that moment or at that time. And if they would if they would just take one extra step and ask, then maybe yeah you could you could guide them in that direction. That's mm-hmm. that's huge. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. Thanks for thanks for sharing that. Absolutely. Um, well, what is the, what is the best way? I guess as we wrap up, what is the best ways for people to reach out to you or to the organization? Uh, where would you want to send people? I would want to send people probably to our website. That's okay. um, www.familypromisemobile.org. O-R-G. And it. our social media. All we're on. We're on primarily Facebook and Instagram, but also Twitter on occasion. And our handles, I know Twitter confuses me sometimes. I, I get it. At Fam Prom Mobile. Okay. All right. P R O M Mobile. 
Cool. And, and, uh, if we got, if we got people over to your website, I'm, I'm sure those are probably linked from your website as well. Right. Probably like those handles. Okay. Perfect. That's great. Well, we've, um, we, we appreciate what you're doing. Let me give you the phone number, Brooks, real quick. I'm sorry. Please do. Please do. Say the phone number. 251-441-1991. Love it. How easy is that? 441-1991. That's right. I'm going to remember that one forever. It's kind of my cell phone. I'm not going to give it out. <laughs> Don't, but, but it is similar. My cell phone has a lot of fives in it. And people comment, Miss Diane, sometimes about my cell phone. They said, that's a lot of, f-. I'm like, I know I made the, I made the company go through like 12 different numbers oh, before I picked it out. Did you like, for <laughs> I did. I was like, give me another option. Give me some more options. Give me some more options. Anyways. Yeah. So you, you guys have a great memorable phone number as well. Perfect. Um, and I want to tell you, thank you for all that you were doing. Um, you were impacting lives of people in the past and people in the future that you have not even met yet. And um, it, it takes a huge heart and a lot of time and effort and blood, sweat and tears to make organizations run. So you're amazing. Thank you all that you are doing for the community. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. I will share that with my hard work and staff and board. Thank you. Please do. Absolutely. Please do. And thank you guys for being part of Do, do Some Good this year. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for your time. Talk to you soon, Miss Diane. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. That was great. Yeah. Diane's awesome. You know, and um, we mentioned it, and I just really want to say this is an amazing organization. This is a place to go for families. I mean, we've all heard of, you know, the Salvation Army and Mm -hmm. things like that. There are some women's only places. Um, But if you are a family or you know a family who would be in need and like to stay together in a time of craziness in your life and then if you are experiencing homelessness give family promise a call yeah there's so many good ways for folks to be able to help uh that yeah. organization and i took her note at the end about like hey reach out reach out first and ask what they need um which is which is yes. huge but it sounds like organizations could help host families too i hadn't really thought about that outside of church i knew that local churches were involved mm-hmm. um but to have other organizations or you know entities that have buildings and space that's it's really creative and so yeah if, if you're one of those and something's tugging at you, uh, reach out, reach out to those guys. Absolutely. So, well, we look forward to, I guess that's all we have today. We look forward to continuing this series of our Do Some Good publication, our podcast video series, and we'll, we'll see you guys on the next one.